Xbox Nation, welcome to this week's episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and today I have the honor of sitting down with one half of Living Split Screen, one of the best shows on Saturday on YouTube. That if you're not subscribed, you're doing it all wrong. Steel Rain, my brother, welcome. How you doing? Boom, man. Back in the Boomstick XL kingdom, as I like to say. And uh, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, I am Mr. Labron Uncut himself, one half of Living Split Screen, a non-console-centric platform. Uh, I'm known for trying to give you that RTS perspective, that real-time strategy, pulling yourself out of the world, looking at the darker crevices of the map pulling them resources together so we can build up that foundation. And also, I think we're going to use a lot of that new coined term that I've been putting out there, that ECP, that educated consumer perspective. Because, guys, I mean, we're not lawyers. Uh, we're not in the, in the business directly. But it doesn't mean that we can't use our years of not only gaming experience, but also what we've experienced in our professional lives and um, just our lives in total. So I think we're, I think we're lined up to have some, uh, some smoky conversations and a very passionate conversation today man. appreciate you yeah listen folks strap in uh next 75 minutes are going to be uh spicy af and we're going to be dropping some tea as the kids like to say um we got to open up with some very sad news though um uh, this was brought to my attention by a ton of people um and uh we have confirmation uh from bethesda that uh sinji miyakami has officially decided to retire from gaming. That means he is leaving uh, Tango Gameworks uh, permanently. Uh, I did speak to someone behind the scenes because it doesn't uh, uh, initially say that he is retiring, but I did get this confirmed by someone that does know a little bit of the situation, and they said that, yes, he had mentioned that he was looking to retire. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is, a, this is big. Uh, Tango Gameworks obviously has been around. I believe he founded, uh, the, yeah, he founded the uh, the studio twelve years ago, uh, and um, he has been the head of the CEO uh, and the founder of the studio. Um, he started it, and then after, soonly after he uh, created the studio, they were purchased by Bethesda, and then eventually Bethesda was purchased by Microsoft. Um, and before we start seeing, you know, a lot of the, you know. Uh, journalistic integrity come flying out because we know that there's none that, you know, somehow Microsoft did something that pissed him off and he's now leaving the company or he's not allowed to make the horror games he wants because Microsoft wants him to make this. None of that is true. Uh, it, he he is uh, been in the business for 33 plus years. Um, and, you know, he wants to retire like a lot of us do. Uh, I'm fortunate to have been retired already for a few years and I'm enjoying it. And uh, I have not worked as a police officer as long as Sinji. Uh, he was in the business for 33 years. It is going to leave a gap. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but I would imagine that this is something that they have been planning for. Uh, I'm not making light of it. I'm not saying, oh, they're going to just move on. Shinji Miyakami, folks, is one of the founders of one of the greatest horror franchises in gaming history. In Resident Evil. Um, obviously, his status quo 
in the gaming universe is legendary. You can put him right up there with Miyamoto from uh, Miyamoto from uh, Nintendo. Pick your favorite developer. Uh, this is this is a devastating uh, situation that we're going to talk about. Uh, do I think they're going to pack up shop and close Tango Gameworks? The answer is no. That's not going to happen. I'm sure because of how professional he has been his entire career that there is going to be someone that he believes is as capable or even more capable of, of, of even better than himself. They're going to take over yeah. the studio uh, just to give credit where credit was due. Steel, I pulled this story from TrueAchievements.com. I will add this to the show after the show goes on video on demand so you can check it out. Um, you and I were talking in the green room, Steel. Uh, this yeah. this is devastating. Sure, it is It is a big blow. Uh, this is on the level of Rod Ferguson leaving the Gears of War franchise and studio to go to Blizzard to help uh, create Diablo 4. Uh, this is on the level of Mike Yabara leaving. You know, he was a big executive in Xbox. Now he is the head of Blizzard. Um, what what are your thoughts on this? Uh, for me, like we were talking a little bit in the background, and uh, you you know you are definitely going to have those people who are going to try to doom and gloom everything, um, as they always do, because I mean that's kind of been uh, Xbox's motto over the years, I guess. And we're going to get into that, right? Um, we're gonna, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely talk about that later, but um, to stick on this with Shinji and everything. I don't see how you look at somebody who's been part of the gaming industry and doing it so consistently um, for 33 years, as you mentioned, and him have any regrets or I could I could see how somebody who has spent 30 years doing something that they I don't I don't even think when you look at when you look back on his history, a lot of how he came into uh, how he came into the industry was a lot of happenstance. Um, he just was in the right place, right time kind of thing. but. You have to imagine, especially with his pedigree of games that he's put out, that maybe it's just time, you know, before you get knee deep in another project and you're doing this for almost another decade. Because, again, games take quite some time to make nowadays, six years plus. And before we just sit there and, and my phone started ringing, people calling, why? But no, um, before, you know, you get too involved with something else, why don't you just say, hey, you reevaluate some things, right? And it's fair enough to say that maybe he's at an age where it's just like, maybe it's more important for him to spend time with some family, right? Um, we we all know, unless you don't know, um, I would definitely suggest to watch a little bit of videos about the gaming industry. Uh, it's, it's a difficult business to stay in. Um, it's a difficult business to work through. Uh, a lot of devs don't stay in there for more than five years. And I brought up that uh, that point many times. Hey, how would you like going into a, going into an industry that you're passionate about? And after about five years, you're like, ah, think i'm tired of this tired of the drama tired of the bs i'm tired of all the stuff that happens behind the scenes because that's part of the run the reasons why i don't want to get into it right where it's like i don't want you to unveil the i don't want you to unveil it for me i don't i don't want to see what's happening behind the stage uh, i want just to just experience the art and see what people bring to reality um so for me i think that this is a perfect time for him to for him to make that exit um Especially on a high note, right? He just came up with uh, John Johannes and was like, "Hey, introduce your game on this most recent direct that they did," um, and it was just like you could tell that there had to have been some kind of internal mantle being passed or something was going on, and 
not only can he leave with with all the pedigree and the directors and being a uh, producer and all these executive producer positions that he's held over these different games like Dino Crisis, Resident Evil, Vanquish, uh, Ghostwire, Fallout Four. If you get if you didn't know that he was uh, one of the voices in there, so he has he's been all over Bethesda. Why not give somebody else the opportunity to move up and step into? You know, you just taking care of yourself personally and, uh, you know, just getting a clear mind, especially on a high note after high high five rush. So, no, I mean, listen, I, I think you're on to something. Uh, ask any creator uh, that has the uh, had that has had, whether it be a big career or a small one, any creator mm -hmm. um, will tell you that they always want to leave their said industry better than when they got it. Better, better than when they got there. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Shinji has, in fact, done that. I think that his uh, his contributions to gaming have potentially paved the way for hundreds, if not thousands, of other developers around the globe, specifically in the Japanese region, that want to do what he did. Um, I, I think that this is. Again, it's sad news, folks, to see anyone go. I mean, eventually, you're going to see someone like uh, Todd Howard eventually want to retire. You're going to see someone you know, pick your favorite Sony, uh, you know, your, your, your Sony PlayStation Studio. Um, so at some point, they're going to want to retire, and they're going to want to pass said mantle off to someone that they believe is going to do an even better job. Again, I, I don't I don't take this lightly. I am very saddened by this news deal, but at the end of the day, he is uh he has been a part of the industry for a very, very, very long time. And he has made his mark. He has left he has again he has paved a way on how to uh, make franchises both big and small and they can always they all can be successful. Again, I I, I think that what gets gets lost in translation, especially in this era of Metacritic, is that uh, the, the the A has to be triple A and it has to be 90 meta, or it has to be, you know, this, that, and win this many awards to be considered an, uh, a big project. I, I don't think that's the case. And a perfect example of that uh is the work that was done on Hi-Fi Rush. Uh that's a that's a that's a game that literally was shadow dropped. Uh, we've only heard rumors of it, and look at it. it. It is, it's, it's, it exploded on the scene. It is one of the best games that has been released this year, and um, all I can say is that I'm happy that he's going to retire. I'm happy that he's going to leave the industry on his terms. Right. Right. There's, there, there's no scandal. Right. There's, there, there, exactly. there's nothing, but nothing behind the scene that you know he has to part ways because he doesn't want to embarrass the studio. No, he is. He is bowing out gracefully, and he's yeah. passed that mantle off steel to someone that he believes is going to be even better than he was. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, small yeah. story, small story to to open up. Obviously, it is breaking news because it happened today, and he is a big part of Tango GameWorks. Heck, he founded the studio twelve years ago. But uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just hoping that the journalistic community that I have lost a thousand percent faith into, especially <laughs> after the last 48 hours, folks. I mean, uh, yeah, it's been look, it's, it's been, we're going to get into that. We're going to, we're going <laughs> we're, we're to get into it because I have a lot to say um, about what has been going on. It's not surprising, but I will say that it's disappointing. It is disappointing that 
this kind of uh, rhetoric, the Xbox or the anti Xbox rhetoric continues to happen. And, and I and I said this jokingly, and I, and I actually mean it seriously. And you know what? At this point, let's let's segue into it. Um, let's do it. Forty eight hours ago, on Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, on Tuesday, uh, Microsoft was in Brussels. Um, and they did some pretty amazing things to compound their case to the EU Commission on why the deal should go through uh, with the, you know past you know some of the uh, some of the concerns that the EU has, uh, the CMA currently has, and of course the FTC has. One of which was uh, the uh, you know the cloud. Um, and where, you know, right now cloud is, is still in its infancy. Uh, I don't, I don't think that it's dependable enough to call it a service because it doesn't work as great as it should. And maybe it may, it may, it may never work as good as it should, but we can always hope, right? Well, uh, a deal was struck that shook the industry at its core because one of three complainants, regarding the that that had uh you know real concerns for this transaction of 70 billion dollars for Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard King mm-hmm. one of which is Sony which they still are being a holes about it and you know that's fine you know the market leader doesn't want to share and they don't want the market to be any better they just want them to do what they want so f oh. Sony mm-hmm. um and Does one of should- the other complainants that were, uh, were were team Sony are now team Xbox and that is of course Nvidia NVIDIA mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, they have their service that is very similar uh, in, in scope to uh, xCloud, where, you know, it, you, you are basically using a supercomputer in the cloud to play games. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things, uh, Steel, is um, GeForce Now is a thing. Um, it was a big thing, and a lot of studios pulled their games from GeForce Now, and uh, one of the biggest games pulled was Call of Duty. Um, and what we understood is that they 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 had some concerns. They weren't opposed to the deal, mm-hmm. but they had some concerns about how dominant Xbox would be if they're the only ones that could play on uh, play call, something like Call of Duty. Well, that that has been Which never was the plan, but no, it was never. Yeah, it was never the plan anyway. But Microsoft did what Microsoft did, and they signed a ten-year deal with uh, Nvidia to allow for GeForce Now to not only get Call of Duty again, because Activision had pulled it years ago, but every PC Xbox game. And what's even more interesting, Steel, is that that started happening instantaneously, immediately right after the press conference. They were saying, you know, check here for the list. We're going to be adding games on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So uh, qu- uh, concerns called, right? Go- done. Go- close the door on that. Um, and, uh, they also did something that was, we knew was coming, but it's official. They signed a 10 year deal with Nintendo to have call of duty arrive on that system. And I believe the last call of duty that was on, uh, uh, any Nintendo platform, I think if I'm, I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, it was the Wii U. I believe there was mm. one or two releases there. Um, and, uh, well, look, there you go. Um, so, uh, you know, it started out with uh, three people, uh, three three you know uh, companies, and it's now now as we as we had all suggested and thought, Sony's standing on an island by themselves, right? Because uh, the other uh, complainant, if you will, was Google 
And at the mm-hmm. time of their complaint to the deal or their concern for the deal, they were in the marketplace. They are no longer in the marketplace, so their opinion doesn't matter. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, anyone that's rah rahing for Google mm-hmm. to be on Sony's side, you should probably t- want to uh, push them away with a 10-foot pole because they have had so, more, so, so many lawsuits by all those governments when it comes to uh, privacy acts being violated, they've been fined so many times I can't even count. So yeah, don't rah rah for Google on your team. It's like rah rahing for Meta. Meta is don't rah rah for them because they're just as bad or worse. Um, Steele, let's let, let, before we get into the journalistic sh- shenanigans that went on, I, I didn't get a chance to talk with you, um, and I, I'm interested to get your opinion on how. Tuesday played out because in pure WWF or NWO fashion with Hollywood Hulk Hogan coming out there, uh, Brad Smith got up on stage Mm -hmm. and he did what any president would do. He brought documentation. He brought physical, visual evidence. And on his left was the pie chart for the European region. Mafia and, tactics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. hundred percent. One thousand percent. And it basically looked like the uh, like a green like 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 a like a blue Pac Man. It's actually mm-hmm. how it looked. Like, as a matter of fact, and it clearly stated that in that region, in the UK, in the EU, uh, Sony currently has what is by pure definition, okay, a monopoly. They've been doing this for years. There's been no regulatory involvement. Again, I, 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 I'm going to say this. I said it last night, which we're going to get into last night's show in a second. If this deal is not, if this deal doesn't go through, or there's something to, there's some, someone tries to step in to block this deal, there are one or two things happening collusion or corruption or both. Okay. I, I, I don't care if it ruins my YouTube career saying it. That's what I believe. The writing's on the wall. There's no reason for this deal. Not to go through unless those two things are happening as we speak. And I think that the showboating that went on by Brad Smith is going to quell that because, like I said, on the left, Steel, clear as day, 80% of the market belongs to Sony. Microsoft has 20%. And it looks like that because, according to the CMA, the FTC, and the EU Commission, Nintendo doesn't count. So by their rules, no, of course they count. But, mm-hmm. but, but by their rules that they have invoked, that's what the market looks like, 80-20. Mm-hmm. That's a monopoly, mm-hmm. okay? On his right-hand side, Steele, was a sign that had the number 150 million. Now, what's interesting about that is when you talk about concerns for the marketplace, for the industry, uh, someone like Sony has made the market smaller by keeping things in their ecosystem, not letting others play with their toys unless you are a PlayStation subscriber or customer. Uh, what this deal will ultimately do, and has been confirmed by Brad Smith himself, is that currently uh, Call of Duty is played on 120 million devices. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of people playing yeah. a lot of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. This deal will so- bring that franchise to an additional 150 million new mm-hmm. players. Almost 300 million players. That is double, folks. 
That is, that's, that's madness. So instead of the deal making Microsoft smaller, it's making Microsoft and Xbox bigger, which is what you want for competition because everyone could play, right? No one is boxed out. Mm -hmm. Before we get into what happened during the event and after the event with some of the very, very disappointing journalists within our community, I want to get your opinion on the way that this was put down. You said mafia tactics. Yeah, no. I think think it's, it's spot on. But they did it in a way where they they invoked an open arms mentality, right? Everyone that wants to be a part of it, come on in. The water's fine. Go grab a beer for me. Be a, grab a Dr Pepper. What 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 are your ultimate thoughts on what transpired Wednesday uh, afternoon? Yeah, bro. I'll go to Fred's. I'll grab a Mountain Dew and I go ahead and sit down uh, in a little business chair and I uh, I'll say, mm, and I start stroking my chin and then start pondering on this. But no, um, as I was mentioning, yeah, it's a it's a thousand percent mafia tactics because that's what Microsoft is good at. Um, and I, you know, I see people in the chat, um, having good conversation. By the way, I love chat. Um, always good when we can come together, have uh, just have conversation overall because we're talking about gaming, right? Uh, we're talking about something that may very few of us have actual any investment other than our own consumer dollars, um, which is what we're the perspective that we always have to come from, um, at least that I like to come from. So that educated consumer perspective. What he did yesterday um, was basically that was somebody at the head of Microsoft basically stating the same thing. It's like, you know how we see sometimes where we might think that devs or certain people from Xbox or the Halo community, certain people are looking at the community to get uh, different perspectives and see what's working, what's not working. Um, it's like he spent some time on Twitter or spent some time on Reddit or spent some time um maybe working within its own his own company and understanding how the gaming side of Microsoft has been treated up treated up to this point and said you know what we have more than four legs to stand on here um we have ample of opportunity there shouldn't be anything preventing us and if anything um we've only done um since since the time of when, because people always go back to this. Oh, Microsoft's monopoly because they do, but they monopolize software. Can you, I need more people to be able to really understand this. There are so many people making software and nobody has to choose Microsoft for their software. It's a choice. There's other software that you could use out there. Now, if you want to say, oh, it's because of Windows. and Well, I mean, I can also say that Mac is, a pretty apple's a pretty strong competitor for windows and actually microsoft made sure to make that a point back then so you can't make that part of the conversation now because microsoft actually made sure that apple still existed as you know it today if it wasn't for microsoft back in the day we wouldn't have apple as we know it so with that being said if those are two places we're going to say oh they got monopolies at it's not a hundred percent the truth right there's other things behind the scene and now if you want to say man microsoft doesn't have the best business practices and um they do some shady things behind the scenes and bill gates bill gates bill gates i hear you there's a lot of things behind the scenes that can be talked about need to be discussed and you have to draw your line somewhere but i'm gonna keep it gaming in gaming it is a fact that sony does have an 80 percent monopoly in the gaming space 
their console, their ecosystem is where a lot of gamers reside on the console side of things. Now, it is convenient when we leave Nintendo out of the conversation because, to be honest, and to be frank, uh, Nintendo is probably more in that conversation, but then it opens up the the, the thought, okay, well, where's really the monopoly? Because if Nintendo's in there, then there really isn't a monopoly. So why would Microsoft buying Call of Duty, Activision Blizzard, um, adding more to their plate, bringing in 10,000 employees, because we also can't forget about the human element. I know it's easy. We're yes, gamers. I just, want, I just want games in my pocket um, so I can put it on my hard drive and just give me games, games, games. I get that. But there's a, also a whole other business side of it that has to collide and make sense. And so far from what we've seen, the only thing that had has happened, which is why you see people like Lulu, which we'll get into later, mention some of the things that she's saying on her personal account, because in my educated consumer perspective, it does not make any sense if we're not going to judge Sony's deals and the way they've done business over the years or, or any of that, because there hasn't been any real... Um, there hasn't been any real criteria for how deals and gaming needed to be done because frankly deals and gaming or this whole gaming space is just now becoming more so of a, Oh, maybe adults should really recognize this. Although the common game gamers over about the age of 30 at this point, um, we, we got plenty of young ones in there, but if we're going to make it better for more gamers like Phil Spencer's talked about many a times, like even Jim Ryan has mentioned, Hey, we got to reach more people selling 20, 30 million copies of a game in five years. It just isn't enough. Sony fan base. He said it. The, the, the leader that everyone is praising is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Steel told you years ago mm-hmm. that you PlayStation gamer, you diehard gamer. You are not enough. We need to be. They, they, he said it. We, we need to sell more than more than the twenty million people that we have here, there, and everywhere. This was years before they became hundred plus million. Yeah, and it's again, just it's just not twenty million of said game mm-hmm. is fantastic. But when yeah, you have a, when you when you have a console base steal from the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five, combine them, folks. Sony is selling PS Fives like they're hotcakes a great system i own one mm-hmm. it, it's I, I love it for what it is you combine the near 35 million and the 114 million or 115 million let's just say 115 for shits and giggles and add that together that's 150 million customers why are we only selling 20 million uh uh, uh you know uh, of spider-man or 30 million of spider-man where's the other 90 million steel where's the other 100 million the 120 million. I see your point. Good point. For you know, and this is when you mentioned Spider-Man boom. This is the this is an IP that people now use as oh, this is why Xbox should have a superhero game. Oh, because of Spider-Man. This is why. Well, if Spider-Man's not gonna sell more than 30 million copies in five years, then what makes you think that getting any other superhero in existence? Spider-Man is one of the most popular superheroes out of all time outside of Batman and Batman can't even sell those kind of numbers um, to catch up with a Spider-Man for an example. Then what makes you think that doing things the currently the way that they have been done over the last three decades is going to continue to make sense? It doesn't, which is why you see Microsoft, who was who was bent over and beat up in the gaming industry. 
because whether you whether people accept it or not, Microsoft in gaming is the little brother. Microsoft in gaming is the more so software company. Microsoft in total is the software company where Sony is hardware. So you can't compete with something that somebody already has their hand, they're already neck deep in. They're sitting at the table like the Yakuza running all the dens out, 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 out in Japan, making sure that people understand what PlayStation is and have done that across the world. So it, it only makes sense for, and that's what throws me such in a, a little bit of a tangent about this deal every time that I talk about it. And I know people are tired of hearing, oh, this deal and FTC and all this business stuff. It's not it's talking about games. Why can't Microsoft just drop the deal and just go buy a bunch of games? So like the state of play that we're going to get from Sony today, that's what you want to see more so of. You don't want to see more gamers get a chance to play said game, for an example. You just want, and I made this point this past week on Live a Split Screen, what I'm coming to find out is that what a lot of people get mad at, especially over in the Twitter, in the Twitter community or in the gaming community more so in total, because I don't just look at what's going on in Twitter. I look across the board because you got to have a wide perspective and things is that people want to try to drive a classic system in gaming. And I'm here to say that that's not going to work. If we're not going to keep it gaming and say that, hey, well, maybe Microsoft needs to be more competitive. You want better games, right? You said that Microsoft hasn't been able to put out games. And they've cut all these deals and let you know as the consumer, that, hey, we're starting to take this serious. We buckled things down in 2017. Hey, here's Game Pass. Here's a slew of games. We dropped 40 year, 40 plus games into Game Pass just last year. So we want because we want our consumers to have a value. Now, are we reaching the audiences that we want to reach? No. But have we reached almost 30 million players since 2017 that have access that never have had it before? Yeah. And we're only trying to expand that out. Now, again, the other thing that goes, drives me a little bit crazy about this deal is that I've heard so many people say that, oh, well, you know, they, they, try, to, they, they try to plan out for what's going to happen in the future or oh, the cloud gaming. Nobody's keeping anybody from competing in the cloud. Google tried it and said, no, we can't do that. that we ain't not trying to spend that much money. We got other problems to worry about. Amazon is right there. NVIDIA is right there. Yep. There are other options. There are competitors in a space that is not proven. So we're trying to justify something that has no base of anything. So basically, this might as well just be cat in the hat, right? Redfish, bluefish, green eggs and ham, Sam I am. I don't want those <laughs> green eggs and ham. Is that where we're at? And a cat with a box with some socks like what what are we are we going back to old school nursery rhymes we got to keep things a little super basic and just look at it oh microsoft bad because uh 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 the people say it's bad it's not a good enough excuse if we're going to look at it from a subjective standpoint we have to say that look we wanted microsoft to compete microsoft version of competing is saying hey let's take xbox serious hey Here's Game Pass. Here's a family plan. We're dropping more and more games. We're cutting more and more second and third party deals. We're going to get our first party underlined. And they keep apologizing. Again, for a company that's so bad to a lot of people, it is the only company within our gaming sphere 
or really on the cross business overall, because they're kind of forced to, as an American company, by the way, to talk about all their business doings in public so that the people can have some form of confidence or feel like they're not being done wrong. And that is my problem with this entire situation. Rasmus came out and did exactly what he needed to, and it stoked confidence, not only to the investors within his own boardrooms, but also to his consumers, because he knows who he needs to speak to. If I eliminate all of your problems, what problem do you have now? Other than making a fool out of yourself because you don't want to compete. You don't want us to change the way that we compete. You want people to continue to buy $70 games at a full price, even though, I mean, I'm going to let you on in a secret. Nobody buys enough games. 100%. That's the problem. The buy to play model is old. It, it, it works for Nintendo because Nintendo has some sort of magic that they sprinkle into every one of those little chips. Nintendo is the anomaly in the conversation. Games are bought specifically on PC at the at the cheapest price that they could get. That's just the way it works. The buy-to-play model is shrinking. Mm -hmm. It is getting smaller. Okay, just just like and and and, and I mean again, this is this is logic one one, folks. Look at the industry in film. Look at the industry in TV, right? The reason why all of these apps, all of these, you know, Hulu's and Netflix and Disney Plus and, you know, just name your favorite brand has an app, have its has its own streaming service because the days of going to buy physical discs and collections are shrinking. Yeah. The same way CDs and vinyl shrunk totally. where you get everything all you get every, every, everything digital. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, vinyl's coming back. It's trying to make a slight comeback here, but yeah, for, for, for <laughs> collectors, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of vinyl. I have a huge collection, see, especially stuff in the a, '70s. That's yeah. a good example of what could potentially happen or is happening within the gaming industry. We also want bigger games, but we haven't come up with a way to put all this information on one source of material for everything to be there, guys. Like, you want 150 gig games, 100 gig games. Those don't all fit on Blu-ray discs. Nope. So you want to go back to having these th trifold cases with three different discs and you got to get up and put different discs in all the time? You want to be able to have that option? I get it. I understand. But I'm also, and I maybe I'm just jaded in this, uh, and I also see more of what the the consumer the typical consumers are trying to are are looking at. The typical consumer is still trying to work on getting good internet. And internet is becoming a necessity of gaming, whether you like it or not. You want to play your old games? Go emulate them. Go buy them or play them on the device that you, if you still have it. Because other than that, it is too late now to be worried about game preservation when people already bent their back over and said, nope, I'm just going to take it. Because I don't really truly care. There wasn't enough there to make us think about it being a problem. And to me, honestly, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I, I, I absolutely I agree. I get it. 
Yeah. I do get it in a lot of ways. Hey, well, I can't just pop my disc in 30 years from now and I uh, played uh, No Man's Sky, for an example. Yeah. Okay. If they take the server down, yeah, the game's gone. Mm-hmm. But are you even thinking about No Man's Sky at that point? Or, or, or are they, because of what a company like Xbox, a company like Microsoft has done, where they have also made sure to make it a point kind of going forward, they kind of have to, where you see your previous generation kind of moving with you. So they, so if anybody is taking those things into consideration and forcing people to think and look at things differently, currently, right now, that's why this isn't such a fuss. It's because of Microsoft. For the first time in a while, they have their hands on, they have their hands on the pulse of an industry and they are the right ones to have uh, as far as front of the people and showing how things need to be done or to be treated going forward. So, yeah, no, I, I want to, I want to read something to you. Now, first of all, we have a lot of people in the chat. Uh, we are over 500. Uh, I just want you to know that that is the most view I think we've ever had on the show. So uh, if you're new to the channel, uh, welcome. Of course, uh, this is an Xbox centric uh, podcast today. I do have multi-plat shows. I do stream five days a week. Please consider subscribing. My wife and I are 200 and change away from 12K. We'd love to hit it. We'd love to hit it before the end of the month and start off 2023 strong. Uh, and you can help by just hitting the subscribe button. Uh, Nick's in the chat, who's always here. So Nick's welcome. Love Nick. He, Shout he, to Nick. Good dude. Really good dude. He says something that's interesting. Now, he's a Sony fan. I, I, at least mm-hmm. it, I, I, it appears. And that's awesome. We want to invoke a welcoming aspect. Everyone is welcome here. I don't care race, creed, color, sexual orientation, platform of choice. It don't matter. The house of boom and Mrs. Boom, we welcome everybody. Everybody is welcome here. And we love that. And if you don't like that, well, you know, you could just leave. It's fine, but we're welcoming and we accept everyone. He says this, and this is why this is a perfect example, folks, of why this deal has to go through. He says this, the crying about Sony Having a big presence is silly. No real competition has ever challenged Sony on a consistent basis since the 90s. Case in point, why there needs to be more competition. I mean, it's, it's again, I'm not using his words against him. I'm just saying that that mentality right there that's on display is the reason why Sony moves the head of the industry where they want it. And when you don't do what they say, you're, you're penalized, you're punished for it. I mean, Jeff Grubb said himself that Sony tells you what to say and how to say it. And if you don't play ball, well, there's that. I mean, he was, he was, he was tweeting about it the other day when they was going back and forth with another journalist regarding some of the things that were said. Listen, we've heard the stories before. We've heard it before. If you don't do what Sony says or you do something anti-Sony, you give them a bad review, you're blackballed. You're blacklisted. You don't get a review copy. You're put on the paint of mind list. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that they have a business to protect, but because of their dominance in the industry, mm-hmm. they are allowed to conduct themselves with a bully-like mentality. You do what I want because I'm the market leader. That's what a bully does. You do what I say because I'm the bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to add anything to that? 
No, I mean it's that's your another good good point right there too, and that's always been the case. <clears throat> and again, um, the number one thing that I've always tried to help people at least realize, and uh, you know, mentioned Nick's earlier. Um, and Nick's does cover. He he, he likes. He's a fan of everything. Um, he just offers a he's he offers an opinion which I always he's here all the time. I got I, I love having him in the chat. I, I love these right. kind of opinions. It's it's awesome. Right, and, and that's and, and that's the number one thing that I love about. Um, you know, people in the community overall were able to have good conversation, like I mentioned in the beginning, because uh, that's what we're here. That's what we're here for. Nobody's here to say, oh, this is my this is my de definitive happenstance. You can't deny me. I got all this proof. No, like we're not working with Microsoft. We're not working with Sony. We're not with Nintendo. I have no direct hands into the industry. I can only give you what I have seen as a consumer over my 30 years of gaming experience and also business experience, right? Because we can't, you can't just because you're not an executive of a company or stockholder or any of these other things does not mean that you can't pretend to be an armchair CEO, that you can't pretend to sit back and say, well, how do I see these things? How do you see these things? Well, how does the community feel, right? And the, to tie into with your point, the biggest thing that I have seen over the years is the it's the consistent bias towards one side or another and you and it's continued with every it continues with yep. all, all things right yeah somebody there's going to be people who are always going to have a favorite it's fine jordan adidas ferraris lambos what what xbox and playstation right. for an example whatever your favorite flavor is that's great all the only point is in this industry because it has to be about us keeping it gaming and of course, next Nintendo has dominant market share, but they've even the the government has excluded them from the conversation, which opens up a bigger to me issue because why are you eliminating someone that is part of gaming? Maybe we should look at their business dealings and ask them why I can't get Bayonetta three on my Xbox or on a PC or on a PlayStation, so Bayonetta as an IP can be fully. Um, brought to life and people can actually enjoy it for what she is and what she brings as an yeah. action as an action game i'm just saying that's my own little tangent there but um <laughs> there's just well, so I many mean, different ways to look at it but um overall it's just you you have to you have to understand the way that business has been done in gaming over the years and know that there has been and still is a general bias to one side because of popularity and like Boom has brought this up numerous times. And I, this is one of the reasons why I even followed Boom in the first place is because <laughs> thank you, sir. When you do the research, like Boom always does. And guys, I can I, I can right hand on the Bible. I hey look, <laughs> thank you, sir. Boom does the research, guys. When you do the little bit of research, you can easily find out why some of us are going to continuously talk about why this is an issue and why things continuously get played one way versus another. And if you need a good example, again, PlayStation is going to put out a state of play that's probably going to rock pretty hard today. Yeah, I'm excited for some of those games that they're talking about dropping. I hope they talk about Spider-Man too. Yeah. I, I think what they're going to talk about, I think I think we, I, I think they, <laughs> they've already telegraphed what is going on. Um, I They're going to show PlayStation VR 2. Um, which, uh, you know, it's, it's not selling good. Uh, it's still available in many best buys around here in, in, in New York. 
Oh, you just type in PSVR two, and they're like, "Yeah, reserve, come pick it up." It's not selling well because it, it, it's just very expensive. The tech is fantastic. Don't let's not argue that the tech is out of this world. I've seen breakdowns of it. Sony has to make good tech. Sony makes really good hardware. The games, uh, the, the launch games are not that good. Horizon, you know, it's an average game. It's a seven. Uh, ACG basically said that uh, it's it's not a good VR game, and it's not uh, and worse, it's not a good or a good uh, Horizon game. I, I trust ACG, so it's fine. I'm not getting it anyway. Uh, after I, how I was treated as a customer with the, my PlayStation One uh, VR One, that all all of my games were not backwards compatible. I said, well, that's it. If Sony's not going to invest in me, I'm not going to invest in Sony. Um, but what I want to do, uh, Steel. Is I wanna I wanna circle the wagons for a hot second, okay? Uh, and I want to talk about one of the hottest conversations that have been the last couple of weeks. Um, there is an executive uh, at Activision Blizzard. Her name is Lulu Chang, mm-hmm. and it, it's as Lulu Chang Messervery. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I probably butchered it. I apologize. If you don't know who she is, you probably should. Uh, she has been making waves in a positive way mm-hmm. for Xbox gamers, uh, people that have been championing this deal. Uh, if you don't know who she is, I'll read you her title. Uh, she is the EVP Corporate Affairs and CCO of Activision Blizzard. She has been someone that has been out here uh, on Twitter as we've seen many uh, executives from many, many different places, uh, dropping it like it's hot, so to speak. Uh, She has had a lot to say about the deal. She is obviously involved in the deal. And one of the stories that, uh, that took the world by storm was her response to Christopher... Dring. Now, if you don't, if that name doesn't bring uh, ring a bell for you, he is the head of GameIndustry.biz. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that title, you would imagine that he could or should remove himself from anti-Xbox rhetoric. And unfortunately, he has not. Uh, he has sometimes acted as if he was a 12-year-old shooting paper spitballs at the person in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my opinion. Uh, obviously, he's not going to agree with it, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. But some of his coverage of the media, specifically of Xbox, has been nothing short of just bias across the board. Well, mm-hmm. Lulu... Uh, who is not shy about uh, calling someone to the carpet, called Chris Dring to the carpet because he posted something. And again, this is this is what what I don't understand um, is I, I get apologies, mm-hmm. right? I get uh, sometimes we get it wrong. I get it wrong, and then I, I'll be the first one to be like, "Hey, listen, yeah, folks, I, I got it wrong. I, I apologize for that. And if I offended, I apologize again. I have no problem telling you that I got it wrong." Well, he wrote a piece where he this I'm going to uh, I'm actually going to quote tweet what Lulu put uh, put in her tweet. And he wrote this. Meanwhile, the company's EVP of, uh, of corporate affairs and CCO Lulu Chang 
uh, fresh from her interview with Axios, tweeted this meme just during yesterday's hearing. Just to stress, this is an executive vice president at one of the biggest and most powerful entertainment companies on the planet. Now, what he is referring to is a meme that she had sent out of someone on a bike mm -hmm. uh, riding, riding a bike. And yeah. she put the word Sony on the, on the biker. And the second scene uh, of this bike is them putting a, a stick in the spokes. Uh, and she wrote on that. And you know what? I, why, why am I even? Let me see if I can bring it up. I'll, I'll bring it up in a second. I'll bring up the picture for you in a second. And on the third panel of this this little little comic is the person on the floor holding the knee saying, "Why are they going to take Call of Duty away from me?" Hmm. Uh, I thought I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was uh, very relevant. I thought it was exactly what needed to be said. Uh, I applauded her for it. I think that what she does is give it to the journalists who have been, Steele, for years, mm -hmm. giving it to Xbox left, right, and center. And what I have come to understand, especially in the PlayStation community, and of course, not everyone, let's make, let's make this clear, this is a subset of people who love to give it, Steele, mm -hmm. but don't like to take it. Mm -hmm. And... Christopher Dring is one of them. He's snarky. He's arrogant. He is someone that has made his business of writing anti-Xbox pieces for clicks. And when he finally gets it, he doesn't like it. And he goes out there and he had to issue an apology to Lulu regarding it. Mm -hmm. and, she, and I'm going to read what she wrote Thoughts in on? response to this, this, this hit piece on her. She says, hey, Chris, uh, your DMs aren't open, but would you mind please correcting this? I appreciate mm -hmm. how important you make me sound and that you have a right to your opinion. Dunks are fair game in my role. But I definitely did not tweet during the hearing, perhaps confusion due to time zones. So, of course, he had to issue an apology and it was half-hearted and coward-like. Uh, and he simply wrote, ah. I've changed that. So is it really an apology? No, it's what a coward would do. Uh, and I'm sorry to say, and, I, and I'll say this, I, I want I want to make this clear. We do not accept bullying or death threats or harassment on this channel. So if this pisses you off and you want to go after him, don't you dare say the boom sent you. Because I will not subscribe to that. We, we do not... We do not like mobs. We don't like mob mentality. Every time I've responded to one of these journalists, even people in this community, I do it the way I was taught by my pops and by my moms, is I do it politically correct, and I kill you with kindness. Mm -hmm. And that's how this channel was built. So please, if, you, if what you're hearing today pisses you off, don't go attack this dude and say the boom sent you, because I will not subscribe to that. I will block you. I, I will not stand for that kind of stuff. I'll even lose subs over it. And I say this all the time. This is saying that my pop and I came up with. We'd rather lose to be the good guy than win to be the bad one. And that's the truth. Steel, there's a lot to cover. We only got, we got another 10, 15 minutes here, maybe, maybe 20. I want to get your take on this because you and I were talking in the green room 
And I think it's self-explanatory at this point how the press has treated Xbox. And the fact that someone who's not Microsoft, I mean, she's, she's a part of Activision Blizzard. They don't own them yet. So she's still speaking for herself on her own account. And she had every right to come at Chris and give him the business. And like a coward, he didn't even apologize for the mistake. He simply said, ah, I've changed that. Then what he should have said, what a real man would have done, is say, hey, Lulu, I apologize. Uh, I, I got it wrong. I'm going to fix that right now. That's what a real man does. What he did was cowardlike, And I don't like it. And I'm going to say it. And I'm going to stick to my guns for it. Sure. Let's get your opinion on this. Yeah, I mean, your 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 thought on it is is very fair. Um, and those who aren't familiar, again, Lulu Shang is the executive vice president of corporate affairs and chief communications officer at Activision's Blizzard. Uh, just in case you didn't know, because I see a lot, I saw some people still asking that question, so I wanted to make sure to clear that up. Um, so as far as like her opinions on that, and also with the whole Christopher Drink thing, um. The main thing that this goes back to is this journalistic integrity, right? More so than anything. Um, be doing the research. Uh, the thing that we used to hold people like certain, I, I felt like there was a time to where if you didn't do journalism correct, um, then you were kind of shunned. Whereas now, if you do the reverse, now you're 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 the victor. You're getting those stories out. You're getting the clicks because that's that is what more so it is about. I don't have to have be 100% accurate as long as I'm about maybe 75 um, and I meet my word count. Uh, I get paid. The company's looking good. We got more people looking at our site more so than ever. People are talking about this all over Twitter and everything. And <clears throat> the one thing that we also have to uh, remember is that Twitter is a social space. Just like any other social media, um, if you're going to go out and say something, anything, um, you're going to speak your opinion, you're going to write an article, in this case, for an example, and you don't get all the information correct, or something goes wrong, or, hey, just like back in the day, I used to, we used to clown on people all the time, whether we were just having some fun, or, and there was people who used to bully and clown on people. Hey, you got big shoes. Oh, you got clown feet. Oh, you walk like a penguin. You know, we used to do a lot of those things. A lot of people I know now, and, and it definitely got, got, got worse than that. And in social media, it does take it to this next level to where, oh, man, all this internet bullying, which I completely understand. And nobody should be going out and attacking people for what they said and things that they've done or whatever, unless there's, it's really kind of disgraceful as a, as a human. Right. And there's very few things that we'll, we'll say about that. I mean, we'll leave it there. Um, if you, for me personally, if you're going to be somebody, especially that is head of gamesindustry.biz, which I thought was pretty reputable. Um, and I find that they have some good information there uh, in some cases. If you're going to do those things and be kind of the face and write these articles, then you have to you have to stand on the things that you said, right? And to your point, point boom, and he might have went behind the scenes and said, "Hey, apologies for that, whatever the case," and maybe he didn't do it out in the open, which is which is I get it. Either way, people, 
it is fair for you to make an opinion on one side or the other, whether you agree with Lulu or whether you agree with Chris. I personally agree more with Lulu in this case just because of how the situation was handled. And that's it. Now, as far as him being bullied, I, I like if you if some people want to see it that way, that Lulu it activated all these people and all these fans and to attack Pete to attack certain people. I, I can get your perspective, but I don't think that, that I don't think that's the point. Right. And for me, it's always about the principle of a situation, not anything else, because the principle matters to me more than anything. Why did you do it? Did you do it in jest? Did you do it and really do your due diligence? And in this case, it didn't happen. You made a statement. Other people attacked him. You can't have other people attacking him. You can't help the people on the internet that just feel like they need to go to the most extreme lengths that they need to go to try to make their point heard. Yeah. Uh, Steel, no. can I stop you for a hot second just to yeah, bring up the meme, if you don't mind? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, so we can let people see what I'm talking about. Here, here, here's the meme, folks. Basically, it's it's cut and dry. Uh, again, like I like I described it, uh, it's someone on a bike, and it has the word Sony. Mm -hmm. Right. Second second uh, picture in the comic says refuses to accept guaranteed long term access to Call of Duty, and you see them putting a spoke, uh, putting a, a stick in the spokes, and the final uh, 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 part of the comic says uh, the person is on the floor holding their knee, saying, what if we lose uh, access to Call of Duty? I, I think that it's genius. I think it's funny. I, I think it's funny. I think really what it does is simplify how ridiculous Sony is being. Like, unbelievably ridiculous. When the, And again, I, I say this before, and I don't want to bring this back to the regulators, but I find it to be laughable at best that regulators that are responsible for protecting the consumer and standing in front of corporations, so anti-consumer uh, 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 traditions or mentalities mm -hmm. that are, have been going on for years are stopped. Right, that's mm -hmm. what they're there. Th their job is to make sure that competition is fair, that consumers aren't hurt. And if mm -hmm. you're going to sit here in this chat right now and suggest that what Sony has done to the industry over the course of the of them being in first place for two decades then you're just straight up lying. Uh, they are responsible for some egregious, absolutely egregious standards that will have those, uh, things that have become uh, industry standards, like paying cross-play taxes by developers and publishers to play with others. That's ridiculous. Charging $10 to use your DualSense on an old game just so you can get some updated graphics when some other people... PC specifically do it for the price of free. I can go on and on, but I don't want to. I don't want to take away from your point. But I did want to show that no, that 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 picture. Steel, please continue. And I agree with you, Pragmatic Eagle. I, you know, I can't wait for a lot of this stuff to be over too. But because I care about the industry in totality and how things are playing out, I can't help but to give my overall opinion on it. And it is fair for people not to be interested if you're not interested, right? Um, I mean, that is that's some of the separation there, right? We talk about the different types of enthusiasts and the people that are into certain things. And what Lulu has also done is she's, she's on talking through her personal account, whether she's work, working directly with Activision is sitting right there. It's a meme at the end of the day. It's funny. 
It doesn't need to be taken out of context. It doesn't need to mean anything else, but any anybody with some common sense who isn't a, 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 a loyalist or needs to be uh, needs to treat a certain specific box or platform like it's Jesus Christ in the home in the in the reckoning, and like this is some form of religion can see that it only makes sense. How do you offer somebody something if you're only because again, Call of Duty only gets brought up because that's what's being talked about, and if that's all you're talking about, and people are doing everything to make sure, or you're bringing up issues about monopolies and not people not having the opportunities. Again, the principle of the entire situation was access. Oh, we're worried about access. That is the principle. If you're going to pull out the principle of the situation and evaluate it, then you have to acknowledge that. Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, which came to Microsoft about an acquisition because they knew they had a bag. They knew they could support potentially the mass of business that Activision Blizzard has, the, the mass of a company that Activision Blizzard has because of their relationship, sat down with Microsoft and said, hey, I feel like you're the best person. What do you think about this deal? Are you even interested? And Microsoft said, yeah, I think we could do something. And from day one, they never had intention of pulling anything from anybody. Can I can I read you where uh, she quote tweeted? Now, I'm not going to take uh, the time to assume if this is Christopher Dring, if this is someone else. I find it incredibly disrespectful. And she she handled it like a champ. Mm -hmm. Lulu says, uh, quote tweets, and again, I don't know who it is, folks. I try, I'm actually trying to look up. I don't know where the quote tweet came from. But she says, someone told her, why doesn't she talk the way I think a corporate executive is supposed to talk? Wow. She wrote in, uh, in, in incredible fashion. Mm -hmm. um, I talk like a person. I don't mind if that's unusual. If you're looking for formal pronounce, pronouncements on, on synergy yeah. and human-centric solutions powering the future or whatever, then I'm sorry. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, now we're getting into a realm where journalists are potentially saying how you're supposed to talk. I think journalists, especially anti-Xbox journalists, Steele, need to take their own advice. And yeah. maybe be better. Maybe, you know, you said the word journalistic integrity. There hasn't been journalistic integrity for a decade plus. They yeah, go where clicks go. Mm -hmm. And if they have to poop on Xbox to get those clicks, they will do it. And they have done it. And they continue to do it. Anyone that says otherwise is full of it. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and that's essentially the point, man. I mean, again, um, Everybody's is left up to Lee is left up to you to break this down and evaluate it however you want to evaluate it. That's odd. That's fair. Um, but to me, it just seems like it's it should be common sense in some standpoint that if in gaming, right? Because we got to keep this gaming. Yeah. In gaming, if you wanted Microsoft to be more competitive, if you wanted Xbox to give you more games, if you wanted there to be more opportunity, then why are we continuously shunning this deal? It's that's it's, the only it's that's so confu it's confusing. 
How many times have you heard Steel? Well, why doesn't Xbox compete? I just want Xbox to compete. H- haven't many PlayStation fans been using that rhetoric for years? Well, I want Microsoft to compete. Yeah. Well, they are competing. And FYI, all of Sony's uh, you know, big studios, more than half of them were purchased after Sony worked with them. They didn't build them from the ground up. They bought them the same way Microsoft is trying to buy Activision Blizzard. The mm-hmm. same way they bought Bethesda. Now, again, it's business. Yeah, it's business. I don't know. I mean, Steele, you and I are making ridiculous sense. We have over 550 people here. Uh, hopefully, there are some new uh, people that are finding the channel for the first time that are enjoying the conversation or not. I mean, listen, I, I can't tell you to like something. If you don't like the conversation, by all means, hit the, the thumbs down button. Uh, if you are enjoying yeah. the conversation, though, uh, I'd ask two things, Steele. Uh, one, please hit the like button because that does help the algorithm for uh, YouTube. And more importantly, hit the subscribe button because, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, everyone is welcome here. Uh, this is a welcoming channel. We have an incredibly welcoming chat. We have moderators like Lethal Papa, who you know allows that people is. to have an opinion, but he also destroys anyone that comes here to be a d bag. And I love him for it. And he's you know one of the best moderators in the business. Um, I'm just curious though, uh, just, you know, uh, cause again, we, we're, 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 we're coming to the end of the show. Again, mm-hmm. this is a smaller one-on-one show. I know you got things to do steel. I, I just kind of want to, uh, you know, get, get your overall, uh, you know, final thoughts and we'll get everyone out of here. All right. Um, for me and real quick, boy, I don't know if you saw, but, uh, <laughs> the, Playground announced the uh, the DLC, brother, the Rally DLC, which uh, I just I literally just got that. I got like ten DMs. We're gonna talk about it on tomorrow morning's breakfast with Boom. Beautiful. Yes, it. I, I I was watching it in the background when you were talking. Looks phenomenal. Yeah, I I, I kind of, I'm kind of two minds about it because it's like, guys, how many times we're gonna do Rally? This is kind of kind of <laughs> predictable at this point. But um, I mean, again, I'm a fan of Rally, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to be the guy to have all the negative marks on it, but it's just like uh, I was expecting something different, but I guess how much different can you get? Uh, but get back on topic as far as this. Um, I mean, that's that's really the end all to be all for, for it for me. Uh, again, um, I'm going to continue to talk about this entire thing um, every time that it's brought up or anytime that I'm brought into conversation, because uh, again, when you're, when you're brought onto a show or uh, when you're trying to, when you're giving out your opinion or you just care about the industry like I do, um, yeah. I try to tra- talk about it from a standpoint that is going to add value to the conversation. Um, that's the only angle that I ever try to come from. Uh, again, ECP is what I value more than anything, the yeah. educated consumer perspective. And I value everybody to do the same. What is value to you? Does this deal help you in any shape, way, shape or form? If it doesn't, hey, then I understand. If it does, though, then let's look at the wider scope and truly take that RTS perspective, pull yourself out of the world, look at the darker crevices of Google or whatever research that you need to do and ask yourself, how do we get more competition in this space? How do we bring more attention and people to the number one form of entertainment across the world? And I think this what is going currently going on is a is a good start for that. So uh, I agree. I, I think that uh, it, it is it, you know again in, in our own little spaces, folks. We think gaming as this you know sitting in front of your, you know your 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 
15-inch tube TV sitting on the floor, eating gummy bears, playing, you know, Zelda, right? That that's that's you know, that's how we all as some at least some of the older folks in the in the chat started. Uh gaming is big. Gaming is monster-sized big. Uh Godzilla big, if you will. Um, it makes more money than film, music, just about any just about any medium. Um what you're looking, what you're what what you're seeing in this deal, which ultimately is going to pass, folks. It it is going to pass because uh, the two the two uh, you know sticking points for both the CMA and the EU, you know, obviously cloud being one of the major ones, and Call of Duty being a, a really big one. It they've both been answered. So again, I will I will close out the show with saying that anything outside of this deal has been approved with remedies and, and concessions then the talk of corruption or collusion or both has to come into play. Uh, I don't trust people like that. I don't especially don't trust government, uh, you know, and the way that Jim Ryan has acted flying here, there and everywhere. We know Jim has connections, uh, but not, not only in, uh, in, in Europe, but probably in parliament. Um, and, but, you know, there's, there is going to come a point where they're, uh, you know, snub their nose at what is happening is not, it's just not going to be enough. When you have some of the biggest entities in the world saying that this deal is okay to go through and signing deals, NVIDIA signs a deal, Nintendo signs a deal, they get, they get the thumbs up from Tencent, one of the biggest uh, players in the market. 2K, one of the biggest publishers in the market, says, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, EA, no problem. Gabe Newell tell, 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 has lawyered up and said, hey, listen, we, we don't need a contract from, from Microsoft because they always do what they say they're going to do. And on top of all of that, you have unions, some of which that in, the, in, in the EU and the UK have 20 million members saying that, listen, you got to let this deal go through because Microsoft is doing something important here. It isn't about Call of Duty and keeping it off PlayStation. They are allowing for unions to be formed and recognized for the first time in gaming history, folks. How come that's not the major story from some of this journal of the journalistic community? Why isn't that the human element of the conversation that everyone seems to forget that actually real human people make these games? And you know what the problem is with that? Uh, you said it. I want my game when I want it. I don't give an F how I get it. And that's a problem. And if you have that mentality, I am. I feel really sorry for you. I feel really sorry for you. If you take the human element out of gaming because you want what you want, maybe you shouldn't be a part of the community. I, I'll stand on my stone and say, and say that. But listen, before we get to the outros, and I know Saturday's living split screen is going to be complete fire. Let me read all the super chats. And there's been quite a few of them. The first one of the day comes the way of Dreadful Sean, who drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, stealing a line from the coach uh, that is resurrecting the Detroit Lions. MCDC, Dan Campbell. Uh, Microsoft is coming after Sony's kneecaps. Not just one, but both. Strong. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, drops a $2 super chat and says, everyone, please hit the like button. Thank you for that, Drawn TJ. Highlander001. Drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, the numbers Brad used came from Sony's investors report. 
I said it would bite them in the butt, and it is. China and Tencent are are, are in favor of this deal. Yeah, we got, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. China has just approved the deal as well. Um, I mean, at this point, the island is getting smaller and smaller and smaller for Sony. And I think that, again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm, I'm trying to make light of the situation. A conversation is going to happen in the coming weeks with Jim Ryan specifically, who represents SIE and PlayStation, and the regulators both in the EU and CMA. And I, I, I again, it's just my opinion. And if I get it wrong, I'll stand here and on, on my on my in front of the you know the podium and say that I got it wrong. But there is going to come a point where these regulators can be like, listen, Jim, we there there isn't anything more we can do to stop this deal. It, they've literally answered every complaint that we have. They've made deals with everyone. And PlayStation, the 80% market leader, the 80% market leader in that region is the only one complaining, folks, come on. I mean, this is this is the bully thing you see on, online all the time. I keep using it, and, and I'm sorry if I sound like a broken records deal. This is the bully that is in middle school that beats up all the little kids. And one day, he picks on a kid he backs said kid into the corner, and you see that. And, and again, I, I don't promote violence, but this is what happens: you back said person, said company, said uh, entity into a corner, and they come out, and that bully gets their ass handed to them, flipped over, and they break their arm in three places. And what happens with that? The next morning, the kid, the bully that has been bullying people for years, and the school has done nothing is in the principal's office with the parents saying, how dare you let this happen to my kid? You see it all the time. This is one-to-one. Sony is a bully. They move the head of the industry where they want it to go. And listen, you can equate that to them being great console makers or great uh, uh, you know, IPs and, and, and doing great, uh, you know, incredible things with graphics to make a movie like, or you can add all of that. That's fine. But you cannot deny that this deal is going to be good for gamers, the industry at whole, because it does now send a message to Sony that you have to continue to be better. And it also will do something that no one's talking about steel. And that is be better for the workers that make the games. And that is what no one is talking about. Uh, Jonas, the dad, drops a $2 super chat and says, boomstick and coffee, great way to start the day. Thank you for that, Jonas. Definitely appreciate the generosity and, of course, you being here. Brett Bingham drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Brad Smith is the Microsoft console warrior. Uh, Petty, uh, uh, Pet, uh, uh, love, love Petty Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Petty can go both ways. I, I just want the deal done so we can move on and talk about something else, uh, honestly. Uh, but uh, Sir X-Man drops a very generous $2 and says, Boom, are you ready for the Horizon 5 rally on 329? Yes, I am. I will be downloading that and playing it and recording footage, of course. Frank uh, Dreadpool, good friend of the program and panel member uh, uh, to, uh, on, on, on Breakfast with Boom, as well as now officially a 1K content creator on YouTube, says this after dropping a $2 super chat. Regulators forgot to mount up to protect people. Indeed, I agree. And Brett Bingham drops an additional very generous $5 super chat and says they're competing. 
they're just upset that they don't get to determine how they compete. Ah, that's 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 a strong point. Of course, you're talking about Sony, and you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong for that. Let me just make sure. Oh, there. See, a, a new a new one. Uh, two of them came in. Um, gamers play HUD zero. Drops not one but two super chats. One of five dollars says we as gamers should show the world we are an awesome group to be a part of. Play games, have fun, share experiences. That is the gamer way. I, beautiful. I couldn't put it any better. And he drops a second two dollars super chat and says, "Shout out to Infinite Umbra." Hashtag stay awesome. Umbra, if you're in the chat and I missed your brother, welcome and thanks for always being part of the other show, which is the Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, Steel, let's sell your brand, brother. We got to talk about it. Uh, living split screen. You're on. You're on the hunt for 1K, and you guys should have had it already. Uh, love the work that you and Pong Soul do there on a weekly basis. It's honest. It's earnest. It's fun. It's serious. It drops uh, bars on a regular basis. Uh, you don't use hate. Uh, you don't use uh, clickbait mentality to get people to see into your show. Uh, we have still 500 people here. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, drop that link. In fact, I'll, I'll find it. I'll drop the link into there. Subscribe to their channel, folks. Check out their show. But you sell your brand, brother. Talk about Living Split Screen on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Pong Soul and where people can subscribe and reach out to you on social media. No, oh, you're muted. You're muted, Steel. Am I muted? Yeah, yeah you go. Now I'm not back. muted now. Um, and shout out to my lovely brother, K. Asante, my morning show brothers. Uh, a lot of people try to put us against each other for whatever reason. I don't I don't have that mentality when it comes to this, man. That's dumb. Uh, the That's gaming dumb. space is so much bigger than, uh, than people expect or anticipate. And I get tired of people trying to fight for the same thousand people. And again, I know we're a show and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to a thousand, but everybody has to start somewhere. And I believe that if we could come at some point together as a collective and truly support each other then um these conversations for integrity and journalism and all these other places and places like the uh lock net could be more become more of a reality places like game on daily could become more of a reality places that actually put care effort integrity intention um and everything that they do uh could be better represented and also uh we, we could sustain ourselves man but Enough of that sweet talk there. Um, you can find me, Steel Rain. I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven uh, everywhere. And it's, it's super simple. Type it in Google. You'll find all my links that way. If not, you want to pick a place. Um, Twitter is where I frequent mostly or the Xbox ecosystem currently. Um, mainly because it's just easy. I got a PC. I got an Xbox. Um, and PlayStation has not given me a reason just yet uh, to invest in their ecosystem. And again, just like anything else, you have to have a reason or find a reason for why you're in certain uh, ecosystems and why you enjoy those ecosystems. So and I'm always a proponent for that. Know what you love. Um, but other than that, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time, live in split screen, a non-console eccentric platform. We talk about everything going on with the gaming industry again. It's an RTS approach real-time strategy, pulling yourself out of the world, looking at the darker crevices of the map, pulling the resources together to build up that foundation to reach those 3 billion gamers that Phil always talks about. And people are like, who, you mean mobile gamers? If you're a gamer, that's who you're we're a gamer. To to. Yeah, um, there, there, there's no status quo for gamers. If you game, 
your game. That's that's what what that's that's how I feel. And again, we can all have our own personal opinions on what type of gamers you are and everything else. That's a whole different thing. But nonetheless, please come check us out. We are on that road to 1K. Um, I'm also gonna try to shoot for 3K this year. It's just about how active that we can end up being on social media. You got to put that work in uh, to really get your name out there. So, uh, but with that said, thank you again, Boom, for having me on. Um, it's always a pleasure when I have a moment to get on and chop it up with you, man. Uh, again, a pillar to the community, to my personal belief. And uh, the one thing that I, again, I say this to everybody, and it's the reason why, you know, I continue to follow like the Lords and I follow you and uh, random and, and people of that nature is because y'all stand on y'all opinion. You know where you're coming from. You you do the research, uh, and you don't mind to tell somebody, "Hey, man, f off." You don't want to believe what I believe. That's fine. That we're here to have a conversation. Uh, we're here to open up the the floodgates uh, per se, and uh, you know just try to reach more of a mass of people. So greatly appreciate you for um, keep keeping me on that back burner for you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for continuing to enjoy this content right here on Mr. Boom Tick's channel. Yeah, well, thank you for being a part of it. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and thank you for the very, very kind words. Uh, what you see is what you get, folks. Uh, I am, uh, I don't, I don't claim to be anything but a good dude. Uh, I want to help everyone. Uh, people reach out to me on a regular basis. Say, boom, how do, how do I, uh, you know, start YouTube? DM me. Um, you know, start. I'll give you. I'll send you the list of the equipment that I use. Give you some pointers. And hell, I'll even get you on the show. Uh, and we'll talk it up, chop it up, sell your brand, because I'm not worried about competition. Uh, I'm worried about helping others. That That is that is the whole point of uh, being a community figure. It should be anyway. And it, it is for Mrs. Boom and I. Uh, we are we strive to be the best. Uh, we, try, we strive to be better. We try to help as many people in our path as we can. May, a lot of people don't think that way. That's fine. Everyone, in, in opinions, folks, you're entitled to yours. But no that we are always going to put the people first. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, almost almost 600 people here today. We missed it by like 20, 20 people, which is amazing. So a big shout out to everyone that took the time to, uh, to check out um, X-Vlog Live. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to close out the week with another strong batch of opinions from uh, you know the panel members of Breakfast with Boom. Hell, we may even get a, a surprise appearance from Crispy Bomb himself because, again, there is still a lot to talk about. And it's not going to be negative. We're going to talk about games, what we're playing. Uh, and obviously, you and I are playing, uh, can't stop playing Hogwarts. What what a game. Uh, yeah, I'm, man. Trying, I'm trying to make time for Atomic Heart, and it's so good. And there's just not enough time in a day. Uh, and uh, this entire week, folks, this old man, and I'm old, I'm 52. Uh, have been up past 2 a.m. playing, and that's how I, that's how you know. Hogwarts has got me. You know, the guy got me all twisted. But, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, and get, and voicing your opinions. Uh, again, opinions they matter. They certainly matter on this. As long as you're not being a troll, you're welcome to hang out and leave the pop and won't ban you. Uh, you know, no picking, no bullying, no cursing, anything racial, anything, anything sexual orientation wise. You bounced, and I, I will never allow you back in here. Let people be who they okay. want to be. Yeah. Uh, be who you want to be, but let others be who they want to be. That's how we want to run so. this channel. Uh, thanks again. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you.
you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Hey.